That's how I got to Memphis That's how I got to Memphis Episode 1, my name is Matt Robinson and uh, I'm sitting here with uh, Rob Christie who no doubt will be a fairly large contributing part of this as we move forward. How's it going? Very well, thank you. Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. It's time! Let's do this! Welcome, everyone, inside episode 1000 of the Tall Can Audio Podcast. I'm the one you thought that you could erase, but a thread another's faster than the food that he chased. You fall off the horse, you broke to the race. I'll be the one who's flying by you, kicking shit in your face. And right now, your face is in the crowd. I'm shouting out Thousand pods and a thousand pints. Ridge Rock, Dominion City, Clifford Brewery, Sparkle Puff, Omnipolo, Whitewater, Calaboogie, the Need a Beer Company. They haven't all been winners, but there's no such thing as a bad beer when there's good conversation. And that's where we come in. Now, excuse me while I do my part. It's happening, you guys, it's happening! Oh, God, it's happening. So once more from the TCA studios in beautiful Bytown, Canada, here's Maddie Lang, Nikayla Schreider, and Rob Christie. And for the 1,000 goddamn times, here's your host. Matt Robinson. Light the candle! TCA 1000. We have arrived. The gang is all here. We are ready to do the thing. A little self-indulgence on the intro, you'll forgive that, I hope. You've waited 999 episodes for this one. What's an extra minute or two for a little bit of fun on the introduction to this one? My name is Matt Robinson. Thank you so much once again to the voice of the Talk and Audio podcast, four-time Canadian Paralympian Amy Burke for coming in and laying that down for us like she has done so many times before. A huge part of a thousand episodes of Tall Can Audio. Always appreciate what you do here, Amy. Nailed this one for us once more. If you did enjoy the intro, check out the Tall Can Audio 1000 playlist on Apple Music and on Spotify. You just search Tall Can Audio in the playlist section of your, uh, your music app. You can check that out. Or the links directly to it will be in the show notes where you're hearing us right now. In your podcast app, you click it, it'll open up your music app. Check out all kinds of songs that have become associated with the podcast over the last thousand episodes. Let's get to it. Sitting across from me today, like he was on uh, episode one, Rob Christie's here. What's happening, man? It's hot in here. It really is. And and I think the addition of two extra people, (laughs) not helping at all, but... uh, (laughs) It's only going to get Making them feel welcome right off the hop. (laughs) Yeah, it's got nothing to do with them. It's just really got to do with the uh, the temperature. No, no, it does have everything to do with me, Rob. (laughs) The new hotness. Um, Uh, 
But yeah, it's great to be here. I am very excited to see how this all unfolds. To Rob's right, kind of kitty corner to me across the table, Michaela Schreider's back. What's happening? Hello, hello. Yes, the Sens fans are on the cool side of the table. Not cool enough. (laughs) The kids kids table. It's getting warmer. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, to my left, Maddie Lang has made the trip up from the big smoke to uh, to grace us with his presence for episode one thousand. What's happening, buddy? Like I always say, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Just uh, you know, loving the heel heat already. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm just gonna lean into it, right? I like the that Toronto one. guy. Yeah, I, we like that. So we got the uh, the Leafs over here. The sends over there, way down there, I guess. Again, is to the way. cool kids side of the table. Thank you very much. Who wants to kick us off with uh, the first pint of the day? Because there probably is going to be multiple. You know what? I'll do it. Ladies okay, first. I like mind. that. Rob yeah. did it. All right. I'm drinking a, what is it? It's a Basin Black Lager. Guy steps up first and doesn't even know what his beer yeah. is. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Basin Black Lager from uh, our friends at Stack Ooh. up in Sudbury. So uh, I've had some stuff from there before. Yep. Always decent. So uh, yeah, 5.2%. So Always decent. That's how I describe you to all my friends, Rob. Yep. Yep. Often decent. Always decent. <laughs> Often. I, 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 Not I'll even t- always. I'll, I'll take that, Matt. Yeah. Actually. I'll take that. Shrides, what do you got going on? Oh, fail. There we go. I went with one I haven't had before. It is uh, Danforth Brewery's Viaduct IPA. Ooh, nice. And uh, I just returned from Toronto, so I love, and I know I hate on Toronto a lot. Their sports teams, anyway, or at least one sports yes, team. Um, but I love the city of Toronto. I used to live there, and uh, anything that uh, makes me think of Toronto right now is, is uh, you know, makes me happy. So. so- so, Maddie, before you crack open yours, you're the one who brought the Danforth. Or that's yeah. a buddy of yours who just started up. I was just no going to say, so that is a buddy of mine from high school. Yeah. Oh, my going God. Way, way back. Uh, today's in, I guess, East York-ish, <laughs> upper beaches uh, down in Neil McNeil. Good friend of mine, Ed Carter. That's his brewery that he's been no uh, starting to get out into the LCBOs in Toronto. And it's definitely in the East End. It's everywhere. Um, I really like that beer. It's, it's super it's, tasty. Yeah. It's delicious. Sorry, what's the name of the brewery? Danforth. Uh, Danforth. Danforth. Yeah. Danforth Brewery. Taste yeah, so shout them. out to my buddy Ed. Making good beers. Shout out to I think to I my need butt. to be friends with him. We like Ed. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get to know Ed here over the next little <laughs> exactly. bit. Exactly. So just stay on your mic, though. Instead, I, uh, it's, tempting I to, it's tempting to look at the person you're talking to. You're going to have to be rude and just yeah. uh, speak right into the mic. What do you got going on, though? What are you sipping on, buddy? So today, something new uh, from Rorschach. My local brewery mm-hmm. steps away from the house. I got their Haterade Fruit Punch Ooh. Power Drink Sour. <laughs> wow, so, man. Drinking I know. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing here, but I was coming to see Rob, so... That's the hater All right. Oh, it's harsh. He's back and forth on you here uh, early yeah, in the show, exactly. man. I'm, like, I'm feeling it. Yeah, he's luring you in, letting you, having you put your guard <laughs> down, and then jab, bang, okay. jab. Like right. a true heel. Like yeah. a true heel. Uh, listen, first up, this is delicious. It actually tastes like Gatorade. Okay. That Which seems dangerous. dangerous. Yeah, yeah very dangerous. Gatorade's what you drink after a few of those. It's <laughs> to make sure tomorrow's not dangerous. <laughs> it seems like a large boo, actually, is what that sounds like. Oh, well, all right. Hopefully. At least we're not trying to make friends with uh, <laughs> with guys at Rorschach. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't go to school with those guys, did you? I did not. Okay. Uh, I got something here I wanted to just shout out back with, and uh, they actually did some work for us this week, even sharing the uh, the promo around that uh, episode 1000 was coming out. Uh, our friends over at Nita Beer Company, and this is one we've had on the show a bunch of times before. This is the uh, Hans in Dijosen, uh lager, just a straight up nice summer golden lager. Um, gorgeous. And, uh, Andy came in, dropped off some stuff 
And uh, as he's done numerous times before, drank them all. A lot of the time, sticks around, drinks some of what he's uh, he's been willing to bring us. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what I'm riding with at least first tier to start with. So uh, as we kind of just call back to some earlier days of the podcast. Well, and the last time I saw Andy in here, he had uh, Hans and DeHosen with him, and he could not have been prouder. He had a picture of Daniel Alfredson drinking. Yes, that's right. The yeah. Hans and DeHosen because yep. their kids play both play Ottawa Sting, so. Uh, it was a photo of, now Alfie was looking fairly indifferent, not to the beer, <laughs> but to the audience. And so- Being uh, photographed. Yeah. And so there it was. So yeah, Andy could not have been happier. So Hans is Andy's dad, yep, I, I believe, right. and Hans is also Alfie's dad. Okay. That was the, the tie together. I had forgotten about that, uh, that last part. So that was pretty cool. Praise Alfie. Speaking of friends of the show, like Andy, we have had some of them. Praise Alfie. Praise Alfie. Uh, who have, uh, we've had some friends of the show who have sent in their best wishes as we arrive at episode 1000, sent in their congratulations, sent in their kind words. I thought as we moved along through the episode, might be kind of fun to just drop those in and will help us take a stroll down memory lane as to uh, where the show's been, you know, to, uh, to get here to a thousand, but also to hear from some of our friends. Everybody cool with that? Love it. Let's do it. Let's hit it. Here's the first one. This is Nate Sager with the Sports Lit Podcast. To Matt and all of the Tall Can audio crew, even Chris Hoffley, congratulations on a thousand shows and here is to you all making a thousand more, if that's what you want. I mean, I'm, I'm not a mind reader. Matt, I always appreciate how you've gone out of your way on the program over the years to say, hey, Nate was there at the start, get, helped me get this off the ground in 2015 and 16. I don't think I've said enough about how much it helped me out personally and professionally during a tough period for you to have me on and wanting all hot takes on the uh, sports subjects of the day. Probably motivated me after I left beautiful Bytown to get off my arse and start my own podcast, which is sportslit.ca. You can find it there and wherever you get your podcasts. Anyways, maybe he'll see some of you in Hamilton sometime and we'll all crack open a tall can. Cheers. Hey, this is uh, Andy Nita from the Nita Beer Company over in Canada's capital and just wanted to congratulate Tall Can Audio on a thousand episodes. We appreciate your guys' support throughout the years and this is a milestone worthy of a thousand pints, which I'll have down by the end of the week <laughs> if I start now. Cheers. Hey, this is Mike Comito, author of the Hockey 365 series on Dunder Press. I just wanted to congratulate Tall Can Audio on a thousand episodes, but I think more importantly, that means a thousand pints. So uh, it's been such a privilege to be able to join Matt for a few episodes. He's always so great to invite me on, whether it's to promote my book or just chat about the Leafs. So again, I really appreciate that Matt is always willing to reach out, offer me a platform and just talk hockey and share a beer. So I look forward to having a beer with you in the future, Matt. And congrats again and best of luck on the next thousand. Cheers. Hi, this is AJ Jakovic, TSN 1200. Uh, honored to uh, have been a part of the show from day one. And uh, even though Matt is a Leafs fan, which I, I still can't forgive him for it, uh, it's always a pleasure coming on and talking uh, sports, travel, whatever uh, we want to get into, and uh, tipping back a couple of pints as well. So uh, cheers to the next thousand shows. Uh, wish you all the best. And there we have it, the first batch of, uh, of some well-wishers that, uh, that did get on very early on with this, uh, I like AJ getting a little greedy there. I don't know if it was day one. He was our first guest, I yep, think is what sure. he was yep. alluding to, but uh, 
day one, he was not sitting uncomfortably at the dining room table with Rob and I <laughs> staring at each other, wondering what this is supposed to look like. Who so. are you? Nate's, Nate Sager, though, sorry, Trides. I just wanted to point out quickly there. Yeah. Uh, Nate's, uh, Nate's a guy who had a, a good following at the time. He was writing for Yahoo at the time. He went on to write for Sportsnet and uh, whatever, but a lot of junior hockey stuff. So he helped us in that first spring, you know, bring some of his audience over as well. And, uh, you know, I think one of the second times he was on, we did uh, some draft coverage because of uh, his knowledge of junior and stuff. So, yeah, it was cool that uh, that he kind of gave us some credibility right away. And uh, so just fun to hear from some of those guys early on. Anyway, I'm sorry. Carry on. I, I just like that everyone assumes that you only drank one pint per episode. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, a thousand pints, a thousand episodes. I think it's a little conservative it's there. Light. Yeah, could be. <laughs> yeah. And, and love Nate. Yeah. Super knowledgeable guy. And the shows that we would do together, the three of us in the early days, super interesting. Contentious sometimes. No, di- the dynamic was very interesting. Yeah. 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 Uh, Nate, like you said, you know, sometimes had a different social sensibility than you and you'd push back against whatever. And uh, it was, they were fun though. They were yep, uh, to for get sure. them in. So um, I thought one of the, maybe we'd kick things off here with just a little bit of the craft beer talk, because as I pointed out to you guys at the beginning of the week, you know, I... I didn't have like any, normally when we do these shows, there's like a string of like this week's topics we'll talk about. I wanted to kind of do more of a big picture thing. And I don't know exactly when, uh, Rob and I talked about this a little bit on episode nine, uh, nine ninety nine, but Maddie and, and Shrides, I don't know when exactly you guys stumbled into the craft beer world, but that is something that since 2015, when we started this show that has absolutely exploded and perhaps here in Ontario reached saturation point. I'm not sure how many more can be handled, but shout out to Ed. We love, we love you, Ed. We're going to help you out, man. Uh, we got a thousand more points to drink. So, um, send some this way. Look, I, I just wonder where you guys early memories are of uh, a lot of people say steam whistle. So I'm not going to let you say steam whistle, uh, because that was such a sweet location, right? To be right outside the dome, you're stumbling in, stumbling out, you can grab a pint. That's where a lot of people started. But do you remember when and, and maybe where with what beer you kind of started your craft beer journeys? I, my, I was, a lot of people in Ottawa will always say Bose. Yeah. That's like the go-to for where they first uh, got into craft beer. Also and it's delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> so Absolutely. Delicious. And no disrespect to Bose. And maybe I was a little late in the game, but I got into craft beer around like 2012. I moved back to Ottawa from Toronto. And uh, that's when Chris Phillips opened Big Rig. Oh, yeah. And we went out there for dinner one time. I was like, oh, they brew their own beer. It was still kind of a novelty. It hadn't really exploded Wait, sorry. Yet. I, I hate to interrupt you, but like the Chris Phillips? Yeah. The Chris Phillips. Like that, that guy? That yeah. guy. Big rig. I didn't the realize he had... I didn't, I didn't, I honestly, I'm not going to sound like such a Leafer. big smoke leaf guy here, <laughs> but I actually did not realize that that was his... Uh, I wouldn't have bought so much Big Rig <laughs> if I had known better. I don't think he's associated with it no, anymore. It's he's not. Now. Yeah, okay. I think he's let it go. But at the time, he had, it was like a big thing. He had just opened it, right? Mm. So we checked out the restaurant. It was kind of like a novelty. Oh, they brew their own beer. So I had it and I was like, this is really good. And then it just so happened like a couple days, I think it was like a Sunday, I needed some beer and the LCBO has like church hours. So uh, it was closed. <laughs> and I went to Big Rig's tap room and got like a couple six packs. And like, I honestly don't remember ever drinking normal beer after that. I was like, like, I'm hooked. I'm, I'm not going back. And then I just got really interested in trying more. Okay. Still love the bongo. Oh, that is a good Rattler. In, in terms of a Rattler, the bongo yeah. from Big Rig, dynamite. Maddie, God, uh, here, here's where I admit to everybody that everybody in healthcare has a drinking problem. Uh, <laughs> well, no, that's, that's reassuring. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, if you ever hang out at the, uh, the academies at the, 
at the hospitals. It's a <laughs> it's a sad scene sometimes. Uh, combination of the hours and what we deal with sometimes. Um, so if I had to really think about it, we got into it during our physio student years. Okay. And there was a couple bars, um, uh, Sin and Redemption, up around U of T, and uh, I'm forgetting the name of the one, uh, Say say What, down at the uh, Esplanade front east kind of area. Those were the first two that were like really into bringing in different stuff. So we would we would make the trip a lot, uh, you know, when we had the OSAP money yeah. to get down there. Uh, OSAP money still going to uh, early semester. Yeah, still paying those beers down, boys and girls. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of where we got into it, and then. Um, Gosh, I, I just start remember going to those uh, you know beer festivals, and you start to meet all these people, and you. Do you that's remember how some of the early breweries? I think Bose was one of the first ones yeah. I really got into before they got big, when they were still like a family brewing company, right? Uh, you know, brewing out of the barn. So that was a, that was a big one. Um, Great Lakes down on. Uh, oh yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, QEW just kind of just west of Toronto. That was a one I got into. Octopus likes to fight. Still one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, that is a great beer. That is a and it's a couple in Matt's fridge right now. I might have already tapped into. But uh, <laughs> and of course, you know, when it was time for me to be a big boy and buy a house in Toronto, one of the biggest selling features was that I was within. And when I say walking distance, I mean under one kilometer away from four to five breweries. Beer can throwing in the nice. east end. Yeah. That was a big, uh, big selling point. Yeah, so inside that magic triangle, right? You got so we got uh, Godspeed, we got Rorschach, we got uh, Black Lab Leftfield? and Leftfield as well, oh, and uh, Radical Road. <laughs> so I'm uh, my fridge is never that empty. Let's say that, right? Those are some great breweries too. Well, it sounds like Rob and I were the last two to the table here in, in terms of this group then. No, and see, to me, I think about, and, and maybe this just will... Just me then. No, no, no. And, and <laughs> so to me... You're a Molson Canadian so, guy so, at heart. So. so Bose, I was out there on maybe, I don't know, 2010. Yeah. They did a family day, uh, Father's Day tour of the brewery. And so at that time, they were still bottling by hand. There were those big quarts. Yep. yep. And you could, they would, they would take you through the, the process and they, you could take a little off all the way through the process <laughs> and uh, you get a free pint glass at the end. Hey. It was awesome. But way back into oof, late nineties, if you think about the clock tower. All right. Um, yeah. And so back in those days as a staunch Guinness guy, yeah, they started to brew their own stuff, right? They had an English bitter, they had a stout and you know, nothing's a Guinness, right? <laughs> no matter what you do, but yeah, late nineties. Clock Tower Pub, brewing their own beer, doing all kinds of interesting stuff. So, yeah, if for me then, absolutely last to the table. I, what? Uh, I no, for sure. That's uh, I can remember trying bows a time or two, like when I would come up here, but I was never like that. And I liked it, but it wasn't like um, I knew anything about it. It wasn't like I was into the craft scene. It was just oh, like this is that Ottawa beer that I get when I come up here. But honestly, when we started the podcast, there was at least a year, maybe two where it was more just sit down and drink whatever you're drinking while drink. you talk. Yeah, yeah. Basically. And so, yeah, we, we referenced this a little earlier, but you know, Rob would have a gin and tonic. Maybe I'd have a rum and Coke or maybe it'd be harp or Guinness or. Grolsch. Yeah. A lot of Grolsch in the early days, like just sipping on something. And my recollection of, it, and I don't remember exactly what year, I think it might've been 2016. It could have been 2017, but it was one of the times we were getting ready to hit it up to the cottage and you were coming up to hang out. And we made the first trip, I think, into Nita and picked up a bunch of things before we left and <laughs> got the, the perfectum there. 
And that was really like, that was their stout. I'm not sure if he even still makes it, but that was sort of my, honestly, taking off point where I was like, okay, I, I'm now going to go out of my way to find them, right? It, it was pretty late. I, I bet it was probably not till 2016 or 2017. Oh, your Mr. Brown goes coconut. Love that beer, man. <laughs> yes, still do. So it it honestly tastes like I imagine uh, the sunscreen. <laughs> right? Like that's what, what it said. tastes like. Yeah, that's yeah, what tastes like sunscreen. Says everybody's wrong. It's awesome. <laughs> it is the children who are wrong. <laughs> yes, exactly. So yeah, uh, that's honestly where I got. And now, like so I said, uh, Maddie was throwing down some slander there a second ago. I still got. I got time for a Molson Canadian on, uh, uh, you Father's know, Day. Father's okay, Day. Father's Day. Allowed if I'm to have it, flaws. Yeah, of fun. course, and I have many. Just throw that one on the pile. But um, as far as anything else goes, like I'm much more likely to, even if it's something you've never had before, and you sit down at a restaurant or whatever, and there's like that one token craft offering, you're like, yeah, okay, let me try that before I dive into anything else. And it's become, I think we've probably had the discussion on the show before. Lots of people will say like, why don't you just find the ones you like and stick with it instead of always, I got to try the new one, right? I got to try the next one. I got to like. the fun in that? I know. And that's sort of the, the fun of the beer, right? Is, is spice experimenting life, yeah. more than finding a favorite and sticking with it? You know well, what? I, I kick myself all the time because I used to live in Etobicoke. I went to college at, at Humber. So I lived at Lakeshore and Kipling. And then year, like a year after I came home, I got really into craft beer and then found out that Great Lakes was around the corner from me <laughs> that yeah. whole time. And I was like, no. Yeah, <laughs> that's so That's close. a great little spot, too. Oh. I love it. If I'm ever driving by, I always pop off the QE. Yeah. It's, yeah, great little spot, great beer. I like that you went to the nice Humber campus, too. The, like, the, oh, the one that used to be a psychiatric one. hospital? <laughs> what? I mean, listen, I we all have flaws. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> there, it, it, not to like go down a rabbit hole, but the go. for those of you who haven't seen the Humber College campus on Lakeshore, it's like a bunch of small buildings that they call cottages because it used to be a psychiatric hospital. <laughs> so the elevators are all gurney elevators, so they could fit a gurney in. Yeah. And there's rumors Uh-oh. that it's haunted. Ooh, is there um, bars on the window? And one building is not open, <laughs> like you can't go into it, and it's boarded up. Yes, okay. So I'm convinced the G building is haunted. You heard it here first. Okay. <laughs> That's not bad, because I, I still teach part-time up at the North Campus. Okay. And everybody shit talks to me about, I go to like the poor campus. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, know, I didn't I know I mean, it is in Rexdale, and there's a, lot of, the yeah, there's a lot of gunshots <laughs> going you, you get on what you pay sometimes, for. but. Everybody shit talks them. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I mean, they got me teaching, so it can't be that good. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to community colleges. <laughs> do we have like, I don't want to do the thing where like pick your one craft brewery or your one favorite beer or whatever. Do but, it! But what is your like, if you were going and sitting down somewhere that had like all the major craft beers on tap or like, is there one thing that you find you would probably reach for more than the other? Like one that sticks with you that like, even if it's just right now, because we all go through phases with them right where i'm into that i'm kind of over that whatever it is like what is something if you could reach into the the myth mystical fridge there in the kitchen and grab right now what would it be oh i'll take that one first because i always know my answer Heineken. on this not not to, not to say I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crack canoe yeah oh, all there right. it is yeah. no. um so my go-to is if it's ever available because <laughs> it's only available in the winter season and very few bars actually keep it on tap it's Flying Monkeys Chocolate Milk Stout. Ooh. It is, um, you're only ever going to have a pint. Uh, if you have two, you might end up in that uh, institution that uh, <laughs> Kayla was just talking about there. Um, it is heavy. It is beautiful. It is 
and it comes in, you know, it's bad because it doesn't, they don't keep it in a normal beer section at, at the store. They keep it in a box. Like it comes Ooh. in a gift box almost. Wow. Um, but it is, to me, it tastes like winter. It tastes like Christmas and it, but it is beautiful. But if you have to, you probably won't have pants on. <laughs> <laughs> what is the ABV on that? It's a, it's four. Like, it's yeah. a little. It's de- yeah, it's definitely. Uh, <laughs> I, Approach with caution. Yeah. Anybody like um, I, I go through phase like right now. Um, I was sort of reminded of it a month or so, well, month, a couple weeks ago over at Beyond the Pale. I love that dark and picante cake stout. Um, and everybody knows I, I, it, it's too often, and I've almost over the last several months tried to push against it, like specifically not having the stout on the podcast because everyone's like, Matt, only oh, drink Matt. stouts Drew and whatever. Stout. <laughs> trying something else, right? But uh, that one, um, I know it's been around for a while, but I think I stumbled across it just before the holidays this year. And um, I don't know, it's got like a little spice to it. It is a higher ABV, um, but yeah, at heart, it is the stouts that always uh, have me, you know, probably most interested. And then, not far from uh, from where I grew up, there's a brewery called the Old Flame Brewing Company in Port Perry, and they're Raven. It's it's like a very dark lager, kind of almost a brown sort of thing. It's fantastic, and that's one of my favorite beers. And luckily, uh, one of my parents, when I go down to visit or if they're coming up, will often have grabbed a few and uh, and brought them up here. So those are the ones that jump out to me. And but that uh, anything out of that Old Flame Brewing Company, to be honest with you, is pretty good. The Red's also very good. The the blonde, the dirty blonde, they're all named after X's, right? Your old flames. Ah, uh, ah you yes. see, because I get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very clever. So those are the ones that kind of jump out to me at this point. I, I'm going to cop out a little bit and uh, say two, because my all-time favorite beer is uh, Bravado by Tooth & Nail here in Ottawa, mm-hmm. but they don't make it all the time. And it's, Tooth & Nail is like a smaller brewery you can't get in the lcbo so you're not going to pull up to you're rarely going to you know pull up to a bar anywhere in ottawa that's not the tooth and nail brewery and they're going to have bravado and they don't even make it year round anymore um but my other favorite is actually great lakes canuck it's like just such a solid pale ale it's got great flavor it's not too heavy we just actually bought a keg of it when i was down in toronto i picked up a keg and and, and brought it home but uh that one you're more likely to find kind of anywhere so that's i'd say that's my uh, very close second all right okay well since michaela's taken two i am also taking there two. you go right at this moment it's probably high tide by whitewater mm-hmm. oh nice yeah and i gotta say a walking on sunshine from brew rev brew revolution in stitzville yeah yeah love those guys they're only owed i think they're only a couple years old i think at yep. brew revolution yeah um but yeah, you've brought their stuff in a bunch of time. It's always, pre- I've never been in. some solid beers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Musically based. I love that. I love the, uh, if you're going to go with the theme, right? They're genius. Do we like the theme idea? I love it. I do too. Mm-hmm. I Like I said, I, the old flame thing kind of makes me giggle when I, you know, sometimes they make stuff that's just seasonal and so it has to get a little more specific on the names or whatever. I kind of like when you lean into something. Isn't it Rorschach also is kind of that? Yeah. I was the, just going to say that like. They lean into the Psychiatri- psycho- like yeah, psychology yeah. and stuff. Maybe yeah. a little too heavy, though. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Listen, we all had to take psych in first year college or university, yeah. but... We get it. <laughs> I don't remember what these names are. I'm getting drunk. Right. I'm a little I triangle with the eyeball in yeah, it. And I, everything I, like, I can't oh. always <laughs> remember what I've been drinking after, you know, six, seven pints, yeah. especially at a, a craft brew where, you know, you're looking at like six, seven percent on some of these beers. <laughs> so if you're naming your... If you're a little too clever... I might not be clever enough. 
Yeah, I like left field point. for that. Like their branding, that's cool too. Yeah, yeah, the branding's all very consistent, and every one of the their beers is named something to do with baseball. Yeah, and then they've got like food pairings for the ballpark, which I think is really cool. Yeah, their hands are tied because they can't affiliate themselves with the Jays because of Budweiser. <laughs> but like, I like what they're going for. Like, yeah, that, that's a cool spot too. Oh, it's such a great tap room. Yeah, yeah, really, really, really cool. And the tap first room. time I had that. Maddie was 2017, Grey Cup weekend. You came down, you brought a dozen, and it was sort of six different types. Yeah. And it was that, um, their New England style IPA. It's called uh, Green... Oh, the uh, Greenwood. Greenwood. Yeah. That's a great beer. Awesome. Yeah. And honestly, yeah, anytime, I, anytime I can get my hands on that, that's a, that's a go-to. Well, yeah. it's not like it's difficult to do, but that's a brewery that outsmarted me. The first time, right? You you were drinking it, Maddie, on the show one night, and you said, uh, "I'm having an ice cold beer," and I assumed he was getting ready to tell me the name of it, but that is the name of it, right? And it's meant to be that ballpark. What does ice my tattoo beer. say, yeah. dude? What does mine say? Sweet. Basically. Yeah, it's just ice cold beer. I'm like, all right, that's kind of clever, but it took me a second, right? Yeah. And uh, and honestly, that's my favorite beer that they make. It's another one. It's a straight lager, Solid. right? It's because like sometimes in the especially in the summer. It's hot. Yeah. I just want an effing beer. Yeah. I don't like, we're all, I mean, obviously we just spoke for 20 minutes about, <laughs> about craft breweries, but sometimes you just want a beer, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's, you know, I don't have to reach for a Coors Banquet because I can get a left field ice cold beer, yeah. which is a lot easier. And Especially think, when you're day drinking with some, you know, 1 p.m. Jays baseball. Right. You got to pace yourselves. Ice cold beer is perfect for <laughs> and that. And I, I think it took some time. I think some of these craft breweries, when they got up and started, like, kind of overthought it or like there are people, all of us are willing to go in and try whatever you got on tap, but almost all of us are going in there at some point with someone who's a little less adventurous or just like Maddie said, just wants a beer, right? And you go, you got to have something for those people too. I think yeah. it took a while for a lot of craft breweries to get on side with having well, see, just a lager, right? Like, or See, a, I, I, I never have just a lager. That's never what I want. It's never what I gravitate towards. I was telling you before uh, the show 999 that I had a Heineken. Yep. And I thought, that is absolute horse piss. <laughs> okay, but I, but I need to keep some of those around because other people the want father-in-law them. does not want what I want to drink. People who come over who, as you suggest, just want a beer. Yep. And so he wants a Stella. He wants a Bex. He wants a, a Heineken, right? And so I don't want any of those. There's, I don't gravitate towards them anymore. And so yeah. it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. As we move off the beer thing, we got some other things we want to touch on. Shall we visit with some more friends of the show? Let's do it. All right. The man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. Some 41 at the half hour of power. Tall can audio the pod that will never cower. The cream of the crop, oh yeah. Maddie, he just won't stop. All right, that's the end of the wrestling promo. Hey, it's Kevin Mickey here. Matty, seriously, I just want to say a thousand episodes. That is so damn awesome. And I am proud to have been a guest on just a few of those. All the best, my dude. Crack open several cold ones. A thousand episodes. Congrats, pal. Hey, Steve Bunda here. Just want to congratulate you, Matt, on a thousand episodes. Tall Can Audio. This is the best idea of a podcast you could do. Drinking beer, talking sports. Thank you for always having me on and putting up with my bullshit. I wish the Leafs were better so we could maybe bond a bit more with that. Uh, but either way, I love having UFC chats. I wish you would just talk and have me on to talk about how great Tom Brady and the Bucks are. You know, if you ever need me, I'm here for that. But either way, congrats on a thousand episodes, dude. 
great show, great podcast, and always a great time. Paul Romanuk here, and as a fellow podcaster and someone who uh, listens to the show, congratulations on 1,000 episodes. That is quite a milestone. Now, as much as I enjoy listening uh, to the podcast, and I certainly do, I also greatly enjoy following you on Twitter and have had uh, many a chuckle. One of your recent gems uh, regarding the uh, LIV golf was the Bonesaw (laughs) Open. I uh, I literally Dropped did the LOL first, at that dude. one. LOL. That's that's what the kids are still saying, right? LOL. Am I am I, am I uh, on message there? <laughs> anyway, uh, all the best to you for another thousand podcasts. Keep podcasting. Keep drinking, and keep well. Vicky Forster here, or as you like to refer to me on the show, uh, very kindly, Doctor Vicky Forster. I, I have not got voice for a radio or podcast, so that was terrible. But anyway, um, I just wanted to congratulate you on your thousandth show. It's been a real pleasure to be on the show a couple of times over the past few years. And frankly, to talk about some things which I have absolutely no formal expertise in, such as hockey and beer. Um, when I moved to Canada in 2017, if you had told me I'd be on a podcast uh, to competently, I think, discuss the highs and lows of uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I frankly wouldn't have believed you. Uh, I had no idea about the sport when I arrived. So uh, you're definitely part of that ongoing education process for me. So happy thousandth, um, and I'm looking forward to the next thousandth. It's good to be able to have someone on the show that you can call doctor. Someone yes. who will associate with and us. And clearly she knows nothing about the sport because she's glommed on to the Toronto Maple Leafs. God love her. She has selected <laughs> the right team upon her arrival. Um, so kind of cool there. Um, you Listen, know, can we go back to the, uh, Tom Brady talk though? Yeah, but like, when is that pronounced part of the... Patriots wrong? Yeah. It was weird. Like when is that portion of the show today? He's, he's, he's one of those guys. Maddie, he's you looking... and I make that part of the, board, <laughs> exactly. of the show. We can just decide. Let's just talk about Tom Brady. It's Michaela who's turned heel here over on that corner. It's both the Sens <laughs> and the Brady corner of the, uh. I like to live intersection of, uh, <laughs> yeah, good stuff there. Lots of fun. And, uh, Kevin Mickey always on to talk wrestling and, uh, you get the, I, I the kinda, macho man. I know sure. kind of cutting the, cutting a, cutting a promo on us there. Yeah, that sure was kind of cool. So, uh, one of the things I wanted to hit on is as we've sort of moved through the last seven years while the show's been, uh, been going on, one of the other things we've seen explode is the idea of new media. And obviously we're a part of that with the, with the podcast and the show. Maddie, you've started doing a lot of stuff on YouTube with the the card collecting and whatever shrides um, with uh, with Mouchoir podcast and uh, like I, I I just I'm a luddite. Yeah, Rob actually has made tremendous gains with his technical abilities over the last Rob seven looks years. Like a guy who still has cable. <laughs> Co- correct. What a, what a terrible thing to say yeah. to somebody. Like, wow. How dare you say? Yeah, nope. a bit of a drive by. Totally, but, uh, totally true. Um. As but, someone with a sports radio show, let me just say that AM radio is where the future is going. <laughs> <laughs> Please stick with AM radio. Please, for the love of God. She's got game every weekend on TSN there radio. Um, I, I just wonder what you guys think, you know, not necessarily in predicting the future, but what the how this has changed the way we take in mainly sports, but all, all kinds of different parts of our lives. You can now turn, if you don't love the afternoon drive show or whatever on your favorite station, or you don't think, uh, you know, if you're somebody like me, who's living here in Ottawa and there's not enough leaf talk on your local sports radio station, you can go find it in other places. 
I think it's obviously been good in terms of selection, but you know, no doubt the age of the internet hasn't necessarily brought all good things. Um, what do we make of where this kind of has taken us now in terms of how we digest our sports? I think we're in a very interesting transition period there. And we have been for a while um, because you've still got the people who like to consume traditional media. And that is obviously still an option. Um, and then you've got our generation who is much more tied to, you know, the internet not being bound by regional restrictions as much, um, being able to choose what you listen to when and where. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I think that we're in this interesting time period where both options are still available, but like, let's call a spade a spade. We all know where the future is going. Uh, and, and, you know, as someone who kind of touches both areas, it makes me nervous, but it also like, I think that if you can adapt technology wise, people have never been more ready to consume uh, curated content, like really specific content. And and if you make it good enough, people will pay for it. The Athletic is a prime example mm -hmm. of that. Um, the regional thing is really big f for me as well because, you know, like you said, you're, you live in Ottawa. You're a Leafs fan. If you are bound by radio and TV alone, you're probably not going to get a ton of Leafs coverage, but you're not anymore. You can choose to listen to a Leafs podcast. And when I lived in Toronto, it was the exact opposite. Right. I The, the Six Sense was a big podcast, Graham Nichols and, and Graham Creech. Love that guy. Um, Those that, guys. Yeah, that was like my first <laughs> podcast I ever listened to. I tell them all the time, I'm like, you guys kept me a Sense fan while I lived away. Like, it, it, it's, it's amazing to use that technology to reach people in different areas who don't always feel served by their local media. Um, but at the same time, I just, I think that this transition period makes it a little awkward. Yeah. Being kind of stuck halfway between, right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, mainstream media, if we want to, the media, MSM, they're absolutely the MSM. making it harder on you <laughs> intentionally. It's not inconvenient to be a Leafs fan in Ottawa. They make it intentionally difficult, right? You have to go and buy the NHL package because, you know, you're trying to protect each team's trying to protect their own local rights as opposed to like an NFL model where they're just like, just watch our fucking league. We don't care which team you like. Here's everything. In the NHL, you're very much still trying to, I don't know, if you live here, you have to watch this team or you have to give us a lot of money to, you know, you're almost discouraged from picking your own team. And I, one of the things, you know, that, that stands out to me in this is I was going to a lot of Leaf games around 2010, 2011, and you were seeing a lot of kids you know, that was still, the Leafs had sucked for about half a decade at that point. There would still be a lot more sucking to come. But you were already seeing 8-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds showing up to the game, not to watch the Leafs. They were wearing an Ovechkin jersey or a Crosby jersey. Or to Ottawa. Sure, yeah. uh, fair enough. But that didn't used to happen in Toronto. And it, the internet allowed those kids who had rich enough parents to pay for NHL center ice. If I don't want to watch the Leafs because they're awful and I don't really care what Bates Bataglia is doing on our first line right now. I can watch a good team even just on YouTube. Like it's opened the world up completely in terms of your sports fan. What did Bates do to you? See, I got, I got a <laughs> like, what, 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 what happened? Carolina Hurricanes jersey. Exactly. Wow. He, he used to be good before he got to the Leafs. <laughs> Sorry, John Pohl. Is that okay? But I, I think you hit it there, Matt. It's, it's not even, you know, you have to have the money like Rob to have uh, cable and pay for the extra package. Fat Rob Christie. Right? You know? yeah. It's true. It's it's YouTube, right? It's video games. It's YouTube. 
a lot of kids don't even necessarily watch the games, right? They're Ovechkin fans because they played Chell growing up. Yeah. And you could just sit in the slot and rip top cheddar for fuck's sake, right? Look at this guy bringing the The Chell. The hipster lingo. (laughs) Well, listen, if hockey talk is a hipster lingo, you've dated yourself, my man. (laughs) Someone has to date me. I appreciate God bless you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Because without that, there's none. I got. I got to be the sympathetic. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's good. (laughs) Nice of you. Yeah, Rob, as the one with cable, watching the local sports team. are you annoyed with? Like, do you do you? I keep interrupting you. Why don't I just let you? No, no, go ahead. Ask the question. I I was just going to ask. Like, do you find yourself going out of your way to find other sends content, or are you still more? You know, you got comfortable with what they're giving you. And like, this isn't a, com- a comment at all on what sends broadcasts are yeah, like. Yeah, no, no. And it's totally fine. Yeah. It's it, it comes down to, I am a big supporter of the local AM, AM station, right? And yeah. so, Thank you. So I do, ta- I do take in a lot of that. So, um, Michaela, you're good. You're, you you're, so sol- you're solid over here. <laughs> um, and it does come down to, I get it from wherever else I can, but... Um, yeah, it's 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 one of those things where for me in terms of of and we'll talk about cutting the cord, it's I'm a I'm a I'm a live sports guy yeah. and I'm a news guy. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm not watching Big Bang Theory. I was just gonna say Big or... Bang Theory or or whatever it is, right? So it's it, it really comes down to those are the things for the time being that sort of are the things that tether people to yes to cable TV? Yeah, being live, being right there, for sure. tuned in, and and watching sports. Well, and the only them. thing that keeps me separate from that is I'm I'm PVRing it anyway. I'm, I, this is it, right? I'm watching it an hour after it starts, right? So Rob won't I, answer texts for me during the Sens game because it might be about the. Can you believe that? Right. Yeah. No. It doesn't. Same with the Jays. So if I'm starting yeah. to watch something, I don't. My I throw my phone away. So. I know that also separates me as somebody who eats dinner at 4.30 in the afternoon or whatever this may be, right? Rob, you and I are about to become very good friends. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I don't, I, don't, I don't tweet while I'm watching because I don't care what you're saying. <laughs> so you probably don't care what I'm saying. So I definitely don't care what you're saying. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's a bit of a... You do, though. You do, Maddie. There's Listen, a... if I see Rob on... If Rob ever pops up on Twitter, it's, it's pretty such rare. a rare sight yeah. that I have to, I have to get it's in. I have to. Well, and, and, and yeah, you and I, that's, that's, that's what happens, right? We, we, uh, we spar a bit. Yeah. I, I, I just think Twitter is another big part of it too. It's not even how you're watching the game and in what me, I, if I'm sitting here, um, watching game by myself or it's a Saturday afternoon. Like I can, if, if I'm outside, I can keep track of the Jays game through Twitter. If I'm sitting down and actually watching it, I do want to interact. I, I have muted a lot of people and have <laughs> curated my timeline pretty nicely to follow people whose opinions I value. And, um, it can be useful. I, I someone else is, there are a ton of brilliant people out there just offering things up for free on Twitter. Yeah, for that sure. The broadcast is missing, right? That, um, or not missing, but maybe just not focusing on that. So you can be hearing Dan Schulman call a great game and, uh, somebody like Andrew Stoughton tweeting about what, uh, you know, a bigger picture kind of thing or this, why this guy has been struggling lately. And so I kind of, I'm one of those big, a very big second screen guy. Yeah. yeah. And I totally agree with you on that. There is, there is a lot to be gained from there. I, I only don't do it because 
I'm sure. Watch, I'm watching in the past. But I think that's a he, no, and you're right about that too. Like if you are someone who wants to PVR it, Correct. but you plan to be on Twitter before you get to it, you're yeah. you're done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's how a lot. Like you've even seen the mainstream media um, <laughs> shift the way they broadcast to accommodate that kind of second screen viewing habit, like the Manning cast, like yeah. the the Bird and Tarasi show. Shout out uh, mm-hmm. WNBA fans. Yeah. Um, and you know, the Steve watch a leaf game with Steve Dangle. Yep. Like we're, we're seeing that more and more where the simulcast or, or I don't know what you want to call it, but um, you have something else going on in addition to the game. And it's just a different way to watch. Like there's still the people who want to watch the game and the game alone. And that's it. And then there's the people who want to have like maybe a different perspective and different commentary. Sure. And I love that both options are available. And I will say, you know, you mentioned it, it, it's difficult being a Leafs fan in, in Ottawa. It is. It's difficult. Try being a WNBA fan in Canada, man. It yeah. sucks. I pay for a le- And again, like a lot of leagues are starting to ad- adopt the, hey, pay this fee and you can have all of our games for free. Or like the NFL. Not uses, free. Oh, sorry, not for free. For the fee. You can have all of the games. But you can have all Once you pay, this, it's this free. This Viaduct <laughs> IPA is very strong. I'm loving that. <laughs> but once you pay, you have all the games, yeah. you know, whenever you want them. And, and you know, the NFL has used DAZN in that exact way. Mm-hmm. With the WNBA, you pay for League Pass, which admittedly is like $30 for the year. It's nothing. Right. But then if that game is broadcast on a major network like ESPN, I can't get it. And sometimes the games broadcast on ESPN will also be on TSN. And yay, I can watch them. But sometimes they're not. There's so, no one fits all yeah. option that will get you. I'm the same way here as a Leaf fan. It's blacked out. If the Leafs are playing the Habs, it will be blacked out in Ottawa because Ottawa has the English rights to the Canadians. <sighs> so you can't even. As opposed to the good solid Rizzo de Spore. Yes. I RDS. Guess. Oh, I had no idea what those uh, what that stood for. To be honest with you, man. But uh, you know what I'm saying? Like it just if if the NHL is going to take 250 bucks a year from me to watch the Leafs, you better give me all of the Leafs. Yeah, and they don't. Like the the age of the blackout is over. Like you have but to get to past that. But not to the NHL. That. The no. NHL is just grabbing onto family. that. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly, man. Like it's, local broadcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Show up at the game if you want to see it. Right. <laughs> the the NHL is. I mean, it's a copycat league, right? So I, I remain hopeful that, okay, the NFL is using the zone. Hopefully we see this, this shift a little bit, but the NHL will be the last to adopt it. And yeah. we all know that. But if you, if you look at the way the NFL has, has gravitated towards with either gambling or fantasy football, mm-hmm. right? Where it's all about just the highlights, right? People yep. are like, am I getting, fan- zone, am I getting yeah. fantasy points? Am mm-hmm. I getting... I'm not sure the NHL, and maybe I'm wrong, lends itself the same way to that highlight-based. No, wait, wait, wait a second. It's it's not that the NHL does not lend itself. Like Michaela was saying, they actually purposefully try not to lend themselves to it. Is right? that going like, to change though? With, you you with look gambling? at like there's a guy like I think gambling will change everything. For sure, I yeah, do. No, there's going to be that. so it's much. Very change the amount of ads we see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my god, that's become intolerable. Yeah. Talk to the man right across the table from you there. <laughs> yes. I have a problem. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm just listen. Yeah. I, until I start betting on CFL, I don't have a problem. <laughs> that <laughs> okay. is it. That's it right there. Sorry, I will bet talk on about tennis. The Hall of Fame I will. I will bet on preseason. NFL. I will bet on tennis and F1. I have not taken the jump into CFL betting, but I think from now on I'm betting against the Red Blacks after last night. That's a fair bet. Yeah. Anyway, Matt, you you were going to say something. Oh, just about the NHL being idiots, quite frankly. (laughs) Oh, because because, (laughs) 
and you know, as we're talking about like where the internet's taking us as far as consumption, right? Like that's really what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, people have the attention span of a squirrel on Red Bull, yep. right? It, it's Guilty. You've got to grab everybody's attention. And it's not like, listen, the NHL, what was their old uh, talking point back when we were all growing up? Like the fastest game on ice. Hockey Lou is Lemerel a, killed that. Is it, a, it, is a, it is a very fast-paced game to watch. And if you're going to get people into the game, you have to show them the highlights. Whether it, yeah, Yes, some big hits, but it's mostly got to be the skill. And you've got a guy, and I, I always think about this. It's a guy from Anaheim. It's Zagris, right? Zegris. Zegris? Yeah. I mean, the guy's magic, right? Yeah. The guy's magic with the puck. And I can't remember who they were playing, but the other team got mad that he oh, pulled yeah. one of his Arizona? moves. It was Arizona. It, was Arizona. Yeah. Oh, it makes yeah. it even better. It's and fucking Arizona. Arizona broadcast How many of us were watching that day? Yeah, you want to hot dog game. it up or yeah. whatever yeah. the comment yeah. was? Yeah. You get what you deserve. Not, and that guy's in the media. Yeah. Uh, okay. The media. Or maybe I well, should even say right? this part, but do it. I know the guy who's the physio for for oh. the Arizona, uh, what are they, dirt dogs, whatever the are called, coyotes. I don't want to give the respect. Is he from Ottawa? No, no, he's okay. not. Oh, he's currently shoot. attending Arizona State Actually, University, so he'll be doing his internship. Okay. No, yeah, in the you bring a good point. I, I, can't, I think they're between Ottawa and Toronto, but anyway, so him and his wife moved down. They're both physios. I know for a fact, like, she doesn't even bother going to the games. Like, that's like, even friends and family don't want to go to Arizona games because it's not a thing. There's no room for them now. Yeah, there's well, only 500 oh, people. There'll be room. Right, yeah. They'll they still be. won't fill the place up. But this is where I'm going with like, You've got to go, and like, again, so Arizona goes after Zegris. If that is the NBA and somebody does that to Ja Morant, man, you're suspended and Who's you're John probably Morant? out of the league. Everybody under the age of 50 knows who Ja Morant <laughs> is. And, right? Or if you do that in the NFL, like, God forbid, like, listen, it took one low tackle on Tom Brady for them to change the rules on how you tackle The NFL has done a bunch yeah. of work to protect their star players yep. and to make sure offensive skill is what matters. And I do. I, I agree is. that the, of course it is. And the Imagine. color guy that you're talking about in that Arizona game, you can't have people on the broadcast still going old school vigilante hockey. Ju- like you have to, if you want to emphasize skill, then you better get used to the fact that Trevor Zegers is capable of lobbing that over the net. And I on a completely unrelated note, I don't understand why we call that the Zegras goal. Sonny Milano is the guy who batted that yeah. in the yeah. hand eye there. And everybody's just like, who? Like, it released, <laughs> released actually, Sonny Milano. Yeah, he's still unsigned. Yeah. He's, uh, Remember you were one Merrick of five Malik... people who know that. <laughs> including his parents might not know. But that's the point. Sonny Milano. <laughs> Sonny Milano should be remembered for that. But that's yeah, true. Merrick that's Malik. True. Remember is, when uh, Merrick Malik, like in the eighth round of the shootout, did the between the legs yeah. thing? And we were like, round oh. or it was. And yeah. now you see that. You see an attempt of that at least once a game. Yeah, yeah. people it's are in there trying to unmute. Yeah, it's, it's, it's 100%. And imagine someone in the NBA seeing like a, a sick dunk and being like, that's bad for the game. You embarrassed me, you so get rid of it. never hear that. Yeah. The yeah. NHL, I love hockey, I yeah. do. But the NHL and some of its commentators are just so ass backwards with certain it's, stuff. Like it's such a weird sport where we have this like old school mentality where if you make the game more interesting, you're ruining it somehow. Yes. Like what right. kind of opinion is like, that? God well, forbid, like remember with the Carolina Hurricanes? Oh, ha- they're, like, they're oh, having fun. How yeah, dare they? These assholes having yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, oh, isn't that the effing point is yeah. to have fun? Like, yeah. This is and, entertainment. Like, and, and so to me, you're talking, see, we've already centered me out as the uh, <laughs> sweater around the neck guy. <laughs> 
um, <laughs> who, who loved who loved early '80s Norris Division hockey, right? Which you're talking. That's about as close to gooning it up. Of course. Um, Tons of fights. And exactly. Which and, was the style at the time. Right. <laughs> I know, but all I'm saying is, is if I'm not in lockstep with, right. with, with that in 2022, you have somebody who is broadcasting who has missed a point, right? Yep. Because as a broadcaster, whatever the region you're in, you are actively involved in selling the game. Yep. And that is not 2022 hockey. No, it's, we've, we've moved to a different place and look, honestly, I didn't mind that. Like I was the fan of the Leafs team that beat repeatedly the senators who were almost every time what? more skilled. Right. I'm out of here. Right? How, did that happen? how many, how many years did that happen in a row? It happened a few times, but okay, those were. I'm sorry. What is the second round post 2004 feel like? Oh, wait, somebody, somebody hit something on Twitter the other day and I was looking through it and it said Zidane Chara announcing his retirement. And I'm like, oh, okay, well. It said Zidane Ochara was the last person to, and I'm like, okay, is this going to say to play against Gretzky? What is this? No. To play against the Toronto Maple Leafs in the the second round of the playoffs. You know, leave it to fans who have never won. All right. right, (laughs) Boston guy, not an Ottawa guy. Let's just keep moving here because I'm not trying to get bogged down on the Leaf (laughs) thing. The point was I fully embraced the Tucker, Roberts, Hmm. Corson, shit that they did to a better Senators team that had Hosa and Alfredson and Havlat and Redden. Now you're just and, my Okay. But the Leafs since then have been victimized repeatedly by people. It's very ironic. Of course, man. And I'm sure there is joy to be had in it for that side <laughs> of the table. Whistling good joy. And so, like, if you're comfortable with that being the sport, I can live with that. I can find a way to enjoy that type of hockey. If you want to grow, then you need to get the hell over it. And now we're yeah. doing the Jack Hughes thing and the Trevor Zegers thing and the Mitch Marner thing. And the we're focused on that and get rid of whatever. Ilya Labushkin. Sorry, bud. You're done. Right? Like, we're not <laughs> doing that anymore. But but to totally illustrate your point, that 04, 01, whatever, 0 through 04, that was... That was the style. And and uh, yeah. for me as a Senators fan, I'm like, Jesus, why can't we be, why can't we have a little more salt? Why can't there be a little bit more gravel? Whereas 18 years later, yeah, the Leafs have technically done it. But they haven't done it. Sort of the right way, right? <laughs> sort In of. terms of, it, that is the way the game has gone. I want that to be the way the game has gone. So far, it hasn't worked. So what do you do? But that's what I want to see. I want to see more of that and less of the crap that, that we And that's how the game's going to have to grow. And but do you want to see that because that's the way your team is built? Or do you want to see that because well, that's what you enjoy watching? It's more exciting, I, man. I mean, okay. nobody wants it. But, but Colorado-Edmonton, even though Colorado smashed them, that was amazing hockey. Yeah. The talent Super on fun. display there. Those were fun games to watch, right? Yep. Like even without the Leafs involved, that's what I want my hockey to look like. I want it to look like NHL 99 being played on beginner, right? Where you're just back and forth <laughs> flipping stuff. Connor in McDavid's the, life. Yeah, exactly. That is the way he just lives. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And we've sort of moved into a different area and that's fine. But um, yeah, I, I think the game has a, if you want it to grow, that's what it has to embrace. If you're fine with it being what it is, then yeah, I got time to watch a couple of guys punch each other in the face if they really want to. I think that's and it's not like there's not room for both skill and shut down yep. defensive play. Like like Philip Deneau is employed because of it, yep. and and the Montreal Canadiens did for that. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but like that's just a prime example of we. I know that the game is not 
you know, the sandpaper lunch bucket, whatever we used to call it before, is moving much more into a skilled space. And I love that. There's still a role for the the players who shut those skilled players down. And the problem Mm -hmm. with a lot of the media members who are criticizing this skilled play is they act like it has to be one or the other. Yes. You know what? If you don't want Trevor Zegras and Sonny Milano to do this, then stop them. It's, it's that simple. Like, well, the, the like, argument would be then you'll get cross-checked in the face. That's how we'll stop them, right? We'll send our goon the out problem, there. Though, yeah. right? That's the issue with it. Just like, be if better you at can hockey. Be better. Be, yeah. Yeah. Beat them within the rules of hockey. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, I think, the biggest issue most people have. It's like, don't take them out of half a season because <laughs> you didn't. Don't did injure a, them. Yeah. Don't do a knee-on-knee hit because you can't catch them. Mm-hmm. Well, poke check them, and that, you know, lift yeah. your stick and, and it, be it, better. Or do it at the other end of the ice. Like, yeah. like be better. It comes down to the Tom Wilson thing. And we've talked about that here on the podcast, right? You know, when he's pile driving a guy on the ice and you're like, Oof, you showed us up and you're like, you get two game suspension for that. And, and so it's the way the league treats it. Yep. Well, unless you're not, I don't want Kadri. it to change either. Yeah. Well, it's... cause then that's, uh, I mean, Done apparently the he's the worst player on the planet. Uh, or at least Na- the most where, evil. Where's Nas going? I, at this point, do we not have to just assume he's done one of those Lou Lamorello backroom? Isn't that uh, what the, the assumption is? Yeah, he signed in, in is. New York and yeah. yeah. Anyways, I I'm just so it's, it's we're going to find out October 9th. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and by the way, we've signed Nazem Kadri too. All right. Well, there's a lot there that we're probably not going to solve on our own here today. Although we've probably come closer than anybody else. To be we're honest, we're the think you. tank. Oh, oof, that's problematic for <laughs> just a, about a everybody. The drink tank. Yeah. All right. That's see, that works talking. better. There you go. If I was to rename the podcast, <laughs> um, I want to move us on to a couple other storylines that we have uh, been engaged in over the last several years in the sporting world. But before we do, we have more friends. One of those friends forgot to put his name in his uh, well wishes. It is your boy, Chris Hoffley. Ah. Oh. Could not remember to couple, identify couple himself. Drive-bys. Right. So uh, we'll touch base with a couple more friends of the show and then get back on what we're doing here. <coughs> thousand episodes for tall can audio well holy shit man thousand beers at least probably closer to two thousand a thousand tears shed over the leafs losing in untimely fashion a thousand times sighing every time i bring up how terrible the leafs are um man it's been a pleasure being on your show a bunch of times over well part of that thousand hope to do it a bunch more Big congrats. That is uh, an insane number of shows, and your dedication to doing this is is just fantastic. So appreciate the support. Um, appreciate the pints, and look forward to seeing you soon. Congrats, buddy. Hey, it's Steve Lloyd from TSN 1200. Just want to say congratulations to Tall Can Radio hitting episode number 1,000. We all know the hook, Tall Can Radio, beer. So when this peters out at some point, I think Matt's going to go with uh, Big Blunt Radio. Congrats. <laughs> Hey, this is Graham Nichols from the Roman of Day blog and at Six Cents on Twitter. I just want to congratulate the Tall Can Audio podcast for the 1,000th episode. A huge milestone for everyone involved, and it's glad to be a small part of it over the past few years. I'm probably like the 900th most influential and entertaining person that Matt's talked to over the years, but just can't thank you enough for having me on the show. Thanks again, Matt, and congratulations. Hey, what's going on? My name's Graham Preach, and I know that Matt always likes us to start with what we're drinking. So what I have tonight, picked it up at the Cat. It's uh, from Wood Brothers, and it's a the Half-Baked Series Plum, Blueberry, Peach, Pomegranate, Fruited, Beer Liner Royce. So have not had it, haven't cracked it. We'll let you know. 
but uh, thousand eps. I guess typically I'd come on here and talk about how it'd be another thousand years till the Leafs are able to uh, win a round of the playoffs or something like that, or joke about Austin Matthews place him up in the desert, but not going to do that today. Just wanted to say congratulations to Matt, everyone that stepped in to co-host every guest, and most importantly, the good listener. Here's to 1,000 more eps and 1,000 more pints. Cheers. The Leaf beatings are getting a little... Uh, How about the tall, blunt radio or whatever? That big, is? blunt radio? <laughs> big, blunt radio. I think my favorite part of that, and, and we love Lloydie around here, but it's like... Tall can radio. You all know the hook. I'm like, you don't know the hook. That's not what the show is. <laughs> More from, importantly, he's from Carlton Place. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Does anybody else think that Graham Nichols should be hosting like a meditation app or something? One hundred percent. That dude has the most soothing voice. I love it. Super knowledgeable too, though. He's oh got, yeah, he's he, great. He's fact based big time. That was um yeah, a couple of good guys and and Creech. He never did let me know. Like he has, I have no idea how that beer turned out. Well, see, in Woodbrothers, I keep hearing about Woodbrothers. Me too, man. It's becoming this thing. I have any. Bundo was talking about that in here not too long ago that like, I guess they're only open for like four hours on a Saturday and and you have to drive out and and stand in line. And the beer gets scooped up by Toronto hipsters. Yes. I don't Burn, know why everybody's right like that. Everybody's my retro Leafs shirt on. Yeah. My high crew socks and <laughs> definitely looking the hipster part. That a boy. Thank uh, God podcasts aren't visual. Yeah. Well, man. But that's only still be doing one here, I can tell you. Oh, we've uh, talked about that, having a little camera in uh, in studio here, but. Pass. Pass. The, you'd see too many times one of us having to lean away from the mic, burp into our hand. Exactly. <laughs> or not hand. Yeah, whatever. The, uh, the, uh, the perils of doing a... Uh, a beer-based show. Um, let's uh, hit a quick round. We've all just cracked another one. Um, I guess we got to get this moving, but uh, what everybody grab this time? Uh, Maddie, you're going to like this. I got an Octopus Wants to Fight IPA from Great Lakes. Everybody loves. It's a, it's a beauty. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, that's definitely top five. Honestly, if I had that many arms, I'd be grabbing and swinging too, so... <laughs> Beers and four punt fists with the other four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever. I'm leaning back. We got a bunch of things going on here. Yeah. I'm drinking a Hans in the Hosen. Thank yeah. you, Nita. Always. And I got a Flying Monkeys Space Age Sunshine Orange Creamsicle, which uh, <laughs> looks like this uh, rabbit on the front of this can was maybe uh, on the uh, Tall Blunt radio station. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does it have a nice orange creamsicle? Because I love an orange creamsicle. First sip, not as orange creamsicle right, okay. as I would you're expect. Yeah, let it down. is a four, uh, was a quad no, you're IPA, like, so. <laughs> you're out. What's the percentage on that? Uh, too high. <laughs> I made a grave mistake. You're, you're back in the conversation then. <laughs> I remember making a number of mistakes drinking those Bacardi orange creamsicle things in <laughs> oh, high school. Dear, oh, dear Lord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That uh, brings back some nasty hangers. Was that the Breezers? Yes. Yeah. Woof. Okay, so Maddie, I'm up at the cottage last summer, and somebody had left drinking behind. Drinking juicy ass from Flying Monkeys. It's down. It's down to the last day of the cottage rental, and you're just clearing out what's in the fridge. And somebody had left a Love that day, a Bacardi. It was called a rocket. Like oh, you know those. Oh no! You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They're sort of the red, white, and blue. Somebody has some popsicles. bad memory of those at the table. And honestly, that's I was just like I could pound. A gajillion of these. <laughs> I have never drank them because they came out well past my time. Okay. But 
I was at a bachelorette party where a woman much younger than me was drinking them, and I remember taking one look at that bottle and feeling the hangover it was going to cause <laughs> yeah. the next day. Uh, high in sugar. Yeah. Extra yeah. sugar is yeah. always yeah. what'll get you. Right? See, that's how I know you're more mature, because you said, pass my time, <laughs> and I just... Maddie just reached in and grabbed one. Yeah. I, not the I'm the, uh, <laughs> I'm the Ric Flair of, uh, <laughs> of partying. <laughs> Still, um, still not retired, but I've had a lot of retirement parties. A lot of miles. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> um, let's bounce around here a little bit between a couple of different things. We'll try not to spend too much time on any one of them because uh, I want to hit as much as we can before we wind this one down. Um, I asked each of our uh, esteemed guests here to come with a couple of, you know, over the course of seven years, we started the podcast on May 15th, 2015. Some of the biggest storylines, some of the biggest advancements, some of the, you know, biggest heartbreaks, biggest exciting moments. Just, I left it intentionally vague. When you think about where your sports fandom has been in the last seven years, uh, something that jumps out at you, and I will kick us off with this one because I'm interested to get your opinions on this. To me, one of the things that has jumped out the most is the advanced, you know, ever encroaching implementation of instant replay. And I was thinking about this the other night watching, you know, Everybody has headed off the field except the one guy who says he's first or safe at first and they're running the replay and everyone else has already watched it on the big screen in the stadium and like, no, and like run off the field and what? And then it's been designed to get it right. But we are also at a point in baseball and in hockey and in a lot of sports, Maddie mentioned earlier, people have the attention span of a gnat at this point and want their games over with quicker. And these take forever. And... This all in hockey stems from Matt Duchesne being 40 feet offside once and we all went, well, we got to blow up everything and and go to the extreme. We'll, we'll allow you to challenge literally everything. Has this, has instant replay in sports gone too far, right? Or is this what you prefer? I... No, I, I want to see the human element come back. Like I look at hmm. uh, what you see in hockey. As you said, I don't care if the guy was two inches over, whatever the deal is, that isn't making or breaking the, the goal. It, to not, me, it's... Not the guy I thought was going to complain about two inches. Oh, Jesus Christ. Come on, I was sitting there. <laughs> yeah, I don't, need, I don't need to complain about it because it's so far beyond that. So thank you for that, though. Um, but yeah, like those sorts of things. And, and the idea that you say, get it right. How many times, and we're all hockey fans here, have we watched a goalie interference call and you have no idea. I have no idea what right is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so to me, let it go. Let it go. Whatever the call, it's going to even out between what pisses me off, what pisses you off. Yeah. Let it go. Right. Unless you can come up with something like the Hawkeye system in tennis. Yep. Gorgeous. Let it go. Right. Now, baseball to me, for the most part, not bad. Right. On out at first or stolen bases. But let it go, man. Let's just go back to human eye. Well, we're going the other way in baseball, right? They're going to bring in the the robo ump on ball and strikes. I think that's coming in, if not robo next year. Ump. That's what I said. Yeah, and I know. Listen, I I'm okay with that though. For the balls and strikes, I'm very okay with it because it's so bad right now. Yeah. Las Diaz, it's, and, and it, it's okay to be inconsistent as long as you're consistently inconsistent where your strike zone yeah. is as an ump for balls and strikes. Six six inches. Away, but it's been bad. It's it's getting unbearable for baseball. I always defer to the question of does it make it more entertaining? 
because that is the point. That's why we all watch sports to be entertained. And in hockey specifically, the answer is a resounding no, because it takes 10 minutes for every single one of these reviews. So I know hockey is kind of this mishmash of like human and robot and which way are we going to go? Pick a lane and stay with it, whether it's human, whether it's robot. If you can do one 100% and just accept that you're going to have human error or go robot and have everything be, you know, within a, a millimeter to the letter of the law. Either way, it's the inconsistency there that kills me, and it's the time it takes to review it. If you're going to allow, you know, coaches challenge or whatever, you have a minute. That that command well, center is has a minute, and if they can't overturn it, then it's not overturned, and then the call on the ice stands. Well, and, well, and the thing is, sorry, Matt, just yeah, give me one yeah. second here. Late season Ottawa Florida game NHL. There's a, uh, it was goalie interference. I don't know what it was. But the amount of time that elapsed in-house, nobody, the fans had no idea what was happening. Mm -hmm. You guys, all three of you last night were at a CFL game. Does anybody do it worse? No, it's terrible. Than what happens in the CFL where the fans, you have 25,000 people going, what are we talking? What are you looking at? Do you know what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's like five minutes have passed and and people in-house and you're listening to bad music (laughs) and and people are like, what the fuck is happening here? I don't know. I wonder if you can be more aggressive in how you implement it. And like whether, let's say it's hockey, you've got, the referee has three looks at it at regular speed. Yeah. And it has to be a regular speed. Yeah. No, don't don't slow it down. He was, and like, could you, the, the, the delayed offside thing, we come in, you've cycled the puck for 40 seconds. You finally get a shot on goal. It goes off a stick and then somebody winds it back. Like, well, actually the zone entry was offside and go technically true, but also had like, to me, if possession has changed, yeah, it's over, right? You, you don't get to yeah. challenge for That's the opposite. Like little things like that. And I don't want you to be able to keep rewinding and oh, I don't know. No, I'm giving you three right. looks. I'm giving them to you at regular speed in, in and regular you make speed. a call right now. And you, you know, it's probably worse than the NHL is the NFL. Because first of all, nobody knows what pass interference is. It well, changes game to game. Every yeah. play. The refs have no idea. The players don't know because clearly they're confused about it too. Once well, that Justin Edelman in the Super Bowl, man, that's brutal. <laughs> I, don't uh, know. I don't know what his problem is. <laughs> you know? I, I just, I you know, I've known this guy for a <laughs> no, decade now. I, I still good. haven't figured it out. Yeah. But it, it's. When you look at the NFL, you know if it's a big game, it's a Thursday night, it's a Sunday night, it's Monday night. It's not a Thursday night, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> well, only only for degenerates like me who are betting on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But there, I mean, the Hail Mary pass, and you you know if you're down by seven, that, that QB is just throwing it up by the line, hoping that there's a hand so they can throw a flag. Yeah. And it gets annoying as hell. Never, never mind if you're betting. If you're just watching the game at a bar, it is. That's the Tom worst Brady's thing. mo too. Like I've watched Tom Brady long enough to know if it's late in the game, he's throwing a long pass to, to pray for a pass interference. Like, uh, that's just a guy who understands the rules. Exactly. It's I'm way not different. Criticizing when it's Tom. him for it, but I, I'm complaining <laughs> about when Jalen Hurts <laughs> does it. When <laughs> you know when Joe Burrows does it, that, yeah, that is a problem for me. But but see, to me, the NFL is is the thing that people hold up and say. 
Well, a pass interference in the first quarter right. is traditionally a pass interference call 45 minutes from the end of the Super Bowl. And that's what you're looking at, and that's what you want if we're going to do this. I don't want the rules to change. I don't want things to move. I don't want it to be different at one point in the game than it is in another. Uh, we got to move, move on to another one, Pounce. Who's got a, something that in the last seven years has evolved or changed or a storyline you've been into a moment? I'll, I'll jump in here. Yeah. and. Maybe push. which Super Bowl is it that you were most excited? <laughs> oh, okay, listen, I was going to say I was going to be predictable yeah, about this, but this. I'm actually going to stay away from Tom. Okay, Aww. I know. Well, Michaela here, I figure it's kind of come up again, so <laughs> I choose my audience. But uh, listen, for me, it was the Raptors 2019 mm. run. Hundred uh, percent. I mean, everybody here knows. Most of the listeners know. I'm you know a season ticket holder for longer than they've been going to the playoffs. Um, you know, sat through a lot of bad games as well. But <laughs> that run, that that magic, being there, I've been lucky enough to be at a lot of great sports moments in person. Being there, at, you know, with the shot, the Kawhi shot, yep. um, and them coming towards us, you know, I, I'm on the side of the basket where that's happening. Were you um, down by True Living? Were you, were you in that picture? Oh, you know what? The, okay. The great picture that they have that they always show, I'm literally two rows above it. Shut <laughs> up. Yeah, I'm just not in the photo. So there's, there's another. <laughs> yeah, I like, know. So, I'm two rows away, but I'm like, not actually soups, in the Like super, so many family Christmases. Yeah, yeah I'm just, just outside. Why the, is that folded the there? Yeah. Oh, that's where Maddie is. <laughs> Maddie, you're this close to being in a photo in my house right now. Like. <laughs> you didn't even know, right? No. Like, that's what his parents said as well. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I set you up. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. Spike. Rob yeah. needed one there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for for me, that's that's the storyline that like you know since you've been doing this podcast, it's maybe not a surprise, we, right? It's um. Yeah, yeah it was a hell of a run. The whole country that, jumped that was on a it. Run. Yeah. You got on board. I did. Which started, was, I was watching full basketball games by finally, the end of it. Finally got rid of your Garbahosa jersey exactly. and got into Marcus a little bit there. <laughs> More of a big country guy. You know this about oh, me. Well, I, I he didn't play for the Red Raptors. Rocket guy. Come on. Now. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that would have been the guy, right? Matt Bonner? Yeah. yeah. The Red but, Rocket I mean, like for that, sure, man. That for me, like being at that game, uh, the elation... Um, Better than being at the Joey Bats bat flip game? No, wait. This, wow. that, was, that was my take. The 2015 seventh inning. Right. Game five. Well, so you'll what never we were see just anything. talking about with the, you know, with the instant replay, being at that game, we had no idea what the hell was going on. Yeah, yeah neither did the umpires. And right. we just kept getting <laughs> beers. Like, that was a problem. We had t- yeah, 45 it, minutes and then chucking so, them down onto the field. That went so long. We had, we were in the beer line. But yeah. just, just... We'll, we'll get back to that because to me that's super interesting. But I don't care about the NBA. I really don't. And and even for the most of that run, don't really care. Um, I, I wasn't invested in it. But I hear clips of that Kawhi shot against against the 76ers. And to me, I, I can hear it a hundred times and it gives me chills. Yeah. yeah. Like to me, yeah. it's uh, it's it's unbelievable in terms of a sporting moment it was in this like we've debated it right it it will be there it's different because it's the second round you can rank them however you want but it's like that tom cheek call of joe carter touch them all joe yeah that is an iconic bigger yeah that is an iconic canadian sports moment now that Kawhi hitting that shot on that level and it was only in the second round but people remember but hearing the dunk 
Don't. Yeah. God. Don't. And then, the, then it just it, it's it's the, it's the announcers have nothing to say other than. Oh! Oh! It's, it's exactly when you hit that. Exactly, it, you've left the, you've left the broadcaster, the professional broadcasters, speechless. You know you have something special, mm-hmm. and you know just you know again we live in the age of the internet. So I had the wherewithal to pull my phone out, of course, right? Because it's, it's I can't remember four seconds, five seconds left, whatever it is. I just pull my phone out. Now I'm not looking in my phone. I just kind of point it at the court, and I'm watching. And I managed to keep a pretty steady hand <laughs> until, and then it's you see it's it, like you're saying, um, Rob. It's bounce, 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 and then it goes in, and the hand just goes up <laughs> like an absolute. Look at the rafters. And then, yeah. I, I, you know, I went back to the video later, and I was like, "This is like a three minute video." Yeah. <laughs> I forgot it was recording yeah, at this exactly. point, and I don't think like, you don't care. You're you're hugging strangers. You're it, it was such elation, and you're leaving. You know, and you get you know. I walk out into Jurassic Park, and people are still partying. Of course, you know, ten, fifteen minutes later, people are still going nuts. And you know, to me, that was just you know, being a lifelong Raptor fan. Obviously, you know, we had the advantage that we're of an age where they we were alive when they came around. Watching everything the sport has gone through, watching everything this team has gone through. Well, that'll be the next wave. Like the Vince wave, right? Yeah. yeah. The yep. kids well, who grow up Vince having wave, right, right, Yeah, right that, but I'm saying this Imagine will create this. the next wave of kids yeah. who got into it during that 2019 run. And as we move back to Rob's there in, in Batista in 2015, that playoff run, that's the first year we're doing the show. You and I are at a game in April. It, there's no one else there. We might Mausoleum. be the <laughs> right. Man, oh man. We're it back. Was, it was Rays. I think I remember was meeting Rays. you guys Rays. before the game. Could be. Yeah. And so the Rays are there on a Thursday night. No one else is there. Fifteen thousand people in a fifty thousand. Oh, it was less than that. I'm ninety percent sure I was at that game too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so man, oh man. Later okay. on, we go You've back in got August. Pictures so. of me in your house. You're yeah, I know. With these guys before you knew them. You might want to restrain. <laughs> um, <laughs> we go back later in August, like a week. Two weeks after Tulo, uh-huh. after David Price, it's now a full house. I think it's the Twins. It's they, they, game four of a four-game sweep we, of the Twins. Of the Twins, that's right. <laughs> and so we're there to check that out. They go on a ridiculous run, and that playoff run, I don't know what the difference is. Maybe it's not important. I, I want to give this to Rob because this was his thing, but that 2015 team is so much more memorable than a 2016 team who made it just as far. Well, and I wasn't sure, and, and, and let's just, for the record, let's be clear, on that game four sweep, I started a sweep chant that went through the Rogers Center. It was yeah. awesome. But you also joined in in the wave, so you lose your cool Boo. points. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not sure that's happened, but I'm not going to say it didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> so just for the record, yeah. um, enough beers. Yep. Takes you a long way. The, the, the 2015 bat flip... I went back and I watched uh, on YouTube. You can, there's a bunch of different things, and, and they actually run it through in, in its entirety. To me, the thing that comes, as somebody who watched live a lot of Jays games in the Dome from 89 through 93 there a lot, the difference for me is the sound of the Dome. What's changed over the years in terms of, it was very corporate in the early 90s, it sounded like it was a grade eight girls. It's very high pitched. Very high pitched. Um, 
Whereas, do grade eight girls have conventions? Is that a thing? That uh, yes, okay. yes they I was do. never invited. <laughs> oh, it's because your voice and your head's far too big for that. <laughs> My goodness, sorry about that. I yeah. do have a large head. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, we have hats. I needed a large. I have a very large head. You'll fit right in here. Mm-hmm. Um, but just just the guttural sound when Batista the hits roar. that yeah. man, it's like a foot stomping guttural sound, and. It's sort of it, it to me. It makes the Jays the Jays have moved forward from this new shiny. Are they for real? As yeah, they've franchise? rebuilt since then. But did yeah. it properly? Felt legit. We were always heading in a certain direction, and here we are. Right, like twenty twenty, they make a wildly expanded playoffs. So, oh, but but people are talking about Toronto and the Jays fans in a different way. Yep, than they ever were post twenty fifteen. Right, like it was. It was sort of that John McDonald era of baseball. <laughs> Reed where Johnson. Yeah, you're like, oh, I don't know what's happening See here. See what Josh Towers has got going on. Is this happening or is yep. it not? Yep. And It was not. It was not happening. <laughs> Although I'm still a Billy Koch guy. Right. <laughs> Who isn't? Yeah, man? come on, honestly. But you're right. It, that, that launched the Jays back into relevance, even though they had a brief down period it, it, afterwards. It, it, brought, it launched them back, but it also brought... It's like it's like the GTA had changed over those over those twenty plus years in between ninety three and right. twenty fifteen. The the fan base itself had changed, which to me was as noteworthy as as the result. Shrides, what's on your mind? Well, much like Maddie, I have a shtick, um, <laughs> and, and it's a great is, shtick. <laughs> that is also basketball, mm-hmm. but women's basketball. Right? Uh, again, surprising for everyone who who knows me. Um, but for me, it's just the the evolution of the WNBA and and my fandom personally. Like, I was I consider myself like a late adopter because I only became a WNBA fan a couple years ago, and like I went from not knowing much to being a as you know massive, overly obsessed. Got the league pass. Um, got the league pass. We'll fly across the continent to yes. see uh, the Seattle Storm and Sue Bird play. Um, and weirdly enough, it happened in the year that many will remember as like the worst year on record, which was 2020. But the WNBA has this bubble season or the wobble, as we called it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I and I had covered like I I had that's what she said a couple you know, for for years leading up to that, and I covered the 2018. Seattle Storm Championship, where Sue Bird won at that time her third. And then I'd covered the 2019 Washington Mystics Championship. And I always viewed it from afar. But there was something about that wobble season that I just got like super dialed into and, and mostly centered around the Storm and Sue Bird. Right. And watching them win that championship, it was the same night as the NHL draft. And I had to turn it off. I said, I'm sorry, I got to watch, you know, Sue Bird and, course, and the Seattle Storm yeah. win, a, win a championship. A game against a draft kind of makes sense. Yeah, right? that yeah. makes sense. And um, it's, 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 I, I'm constantly trying to figure out, is the WNBA growing this fast or am I just paying more attention to it? Because really, it's been in the last That's three to four years that I've really dialed in on my attention. Yeah, But it does feel like I got in at a time where, you know, if you're looking at a graph, it was like just turning up. And now it's like skyrocketing. And, you know, I was in Vegas last weekend and you couldn't, if there was a WNBA game on, you walked into a sports bar, there was at least one TV that had it on. And you will never see that here in Canada. And that, you know, I mentioned it earlier about being a WNBA fan in Canada, how challenging it is. But just the the, um, launch and popularity of this league 
and women's sports in general. I think there's a number of other sports we could mention, like, you know, the Canadian soccer team winning yep. gold and, and women's hockey kind of uh, skyrocketing even more so than it already had. And But for, for me, it's that WNBA, like I, I went from being a, I didn't, I couldn't name, you know, one or two players five years ago in the WNBA. And now I'm like a massive fan. And I think a lot of people, I'm not the only one, I, I, I think, to, to kind of get in at this level. Do you think that was partly the pandemic? Like you said, they got in the bubble too. We were all stuck at home looking mm-hmm. to watch sports. All of a sudden we're looking to, because I think anecdotally speaking, it's interesting the way you point out, I don't know if my interest is gaining more and more or if the sport is actually growing in awareness. I think that's an interesting question to kind of try and stare down and, and figure out what's happening. But it does feel like the WNBA in particular in women's sports, you see it more often now yeah. on SportsCenter or on Connected. You see they just had the the Euro Women's Championships oh, yeah. in England and it was whatever, 70,000 people, 80, yeah. 87,000 in Wembley and like 17 million people watching in the UK alone. Well, and, and they were waiting for a, they've been waiting for a title to come back to the country and who knows, they just needed the women to do it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Men couldn't do it last yeah, year. Exactly. So how about we just step up and do this? Yeah. It does feel like, you know, I'd be interested in your opinion on the progress that has been made in terms of, you know, are we getting closer are we getting to a place that's more or do you still feel like we are not even close to being where we need to be in terms of attention for women's sports yes okay to both i think we we've had we've made so much progress and and again the, the sheer fact that i can download an app on my phone and get almost every wnba game for the cost of like 30 bucks for the year right, right? but there's still a lot of gaps and you know, it's, I, I've said this, I, I feel like a broken record. I should get it tattooed on me, but like <laughs> you need to be able to stumble upon women's sports. Cause how often do you turn yes. on the TV on a Saturday afternoon and oh, a Jays game's on or oh, a Sens game's on, whatever. You need to be able to stumble upon women's sports. You shouldn't have to seek it out because you're not going to grow fans as quickly that way. Well, the other thing, and, and sorry to interrupt you, Rob, no. but the, the other thing is the highlights. And we talked earlier about highlight packages and how. You know, that's what the NFL basically has built its 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 fandom around. And, you know, I turn on SportsCenter every morning and if I'm lucky and if it's a big game, I see a 30 second highlight package of a game with where I see one shot that's made. And, you know, there's so I, I watch that game. I know there's so much more going on that's not talked about. We need more highlights. We need more coverage. We need not just the games to be available, but the games and the sports be talked about in the same way because we don't realize with men's sports how much it's it's just there it's just there and it's like we're told to care about certain yep. things we're told to care about the Crosby Ovechkin rivalry right. we're told to care about yeah, this player yeah. versus Here's that player the story we're telling you we don't have those storylines set up going into women's sports so so people will be like oh it's boring no one watches yeah but no one's telling you what to pay attention to right so like how do you know what to look for and I think that's where the big gap is right now the very fact that you could say, do I spend 30 bucks on the WNBA season package or do I spend 35 bucks on the AHL package? It's not a good comparison, right? Like, yeah. Right. And, and, and the, mon- the, point, the yeah. monetary value that's, that's, the, that's placed on it tells yeah, me right we're away. We're giving you the like, minor league exactly. men's yeah. version or the it, right? top end women's league. We've equipped, you know. And listen, people will tell you league passes far from perfect. Like I, I'm happy for them to, and again, I'm a diehard fan. So like double the price, I'll still pay it. But right. the fact that I miss half the games because they're on ESPN and not TSN, but then not on league pass, like there's a lot of holes in the yeah. system. See, but I was watching last week and um, 
yeah, they, they had. And again, I think it's 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 important that they're running it at this point of the season when you go, what is the lowest point in the sporting calendar? Right? That they they the I was watching on Sports Central in the morning on Sunday and they had three three WNBA games and and I know nothing about it, to be honest with you. But I'm watching it and I'm thinking, all right, you know what? I could probably gravitate towards that way more than I could to a Denver Nuggets, Houston Rockets game, right? And I just mean in terms of you watch it and it feels like, it feels like basketball. (laughs) In terms of of what you know from basketball, in terms of what's not going to be all about slamming the ball, there seems to be more finesse to the women's Mm -hmm. game. Yeah, it's much like women's hockey versus men's hockey. Like, we can't expect it to be the same sport. It's a different sport. Of course. But the, I've heard a lot of people say that. And, and honestly, my entry point, like, I, I, I've been a Raptors fan for a long time, but I haven't been, like, you know, a diehard Raptors fan where I watch every game. My entry point to basketball was the WNBA. And I've heard a lot of people say, like, it's closer to what they would you know, envision the purest form of the game be because there isn't the same, you know, there's no, there's rarely dunking, but it does happen. It's a shooting game. It's more of a shooting game. It's more of a three point game. It's more of a passing game. And like the, the role of the point guard is, is is so important and it's just slightly different, but it, it, I I think if we look at it as its own game, as its own sport, as opposed to trying to compare it again, much like women's hockey to men's hockey is like, let it be what it is and enjoy it for that. I think that's, uh, it's a good point. And, you know, there was a bunch of other stories we, we have gotten to over the years. It was Eugene and the Senators, that whole thing that went on. Dubis's grand experiment that is not exactly panned out the way. Uh, tripled down. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that over the last seven years have caught the, uh, the, the eye of the Canadian sports fan. We just neglected be- Western uh, Canada, which we often do. Yeah. And just and, before uh, you wrap up or you move on, it's just worth noting that that 2017 Ottawa Senators run to the to the Eastern Conference Final. It's been a bleak, bleak winter here in the five years since then. So, as a Senators fan, I would like to thank the Toronto Maple Leafs for. Listen, the good times. I hated I hated every moment of that run. <laughs> yeah, it was wonderful. The I was, date, out I was dating a girl years. who is I, from Kingston, and her family lives in Ottawa. Oh, we have a oh, great no. photo of, of Maddie to, drinking an Ottawa Senators, uh, drinking some beer out of I an had Ottawa to, you know, Senators like, mug. Appease the family from time to time. I and I just remember I can't remember round. It was round one, if I'm correct, but Boston in round effing one. Dion Phaneuf. overtime yes, winner, scoring yeah, guy. That big pass from goal. Eric Carlson. Oh, and listen. We're all we're all old here. I don't know if big, everybody everybody listening to this podcast is probably old too. You guys all remember the flutter puck. At that point, Dion Phaneuf could not hit the puck quicker. You mean the knuckle puck? Knuckle the puck. The knuckle puck. Flutter yeah. puck. What well, are we doing? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. When Dion hit it, it yeah. was a flutter puck. Right. It was like a little spinning duck flut floating through the ice, and somehow that did it make okay. it in the goal. I took my younger cousin to her first. Hockey game, okay? First NHL hockey game. She's 11 years younger than me. Did not, never watch minor hockey like a lot of us do. All that sort of stuff, right? She's a dancer. So she got into being a Leaf fan. Uh, clearly. You know, by accident, mostly. 
And I always told her, I was like, this is the biggest mistake of your life. Like, don't, don't do what I did. But it's like telling your cousins, like, don't do drugs. Like, just yeah. don't do it. Don't do but she did it. She did it. And the first game I took her to, and we're sitting up at 300s. And it was the day or weekend before Dion got traded. Yep. And I, I'm talking about somebody who had never been at a live hockey game ever. Looks at me and says, Number two's not very good, is he? <laughs> and I looked at her. I said, "You want another beer?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's our leader. Yeah, welcome, yeah. welcome yeah. to it. Yeah. Let me tell you how bad my life is right now. That's the guy wearing the C. No, I he ended up becoming a, a big Chris Kunitz guy after that year. And I'll be hey, honest, you know like, what? I didn't want to bring up uh, like we've really we've we got to get moving. I guess I can I just the, correct myself. This... I know it was the Eric Carlson pass to Derek Broussard and not Dion yep. Phaneuf, yep. but it was Love the same game, though. and I got excited. But the and that was a sweet pass. <laughs> oh. That Senators team, and this was one of the other storylines. If we had a little more time, I'd have dove into was where I discover analytics. This Senators team is not this good, and yep. you go looking for more information. We start talking about it on the show at that point that. You know the possession numbers and the chance numbers are like. There's a chance this is terrible next year, right? And then one hundred percent, they go out, they find Matt Duchesne, that goes badly. Like everything after yep. that is terrible until basically a month ago. And uh, they, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and we'll see what that looks like in October. Yeah, right? What ha- what happened here in Ottawa? All of a sudden, uh, your team looks a lot better. We what don't did have happen? We don't have time no. for all that, Maddie. We've hit it a I mean, dozen it. times in the last <laughs> month. Uh, we got one last batch of friends before we wrap up. Let's hit that. This is Dan Schulman from uh, Sportsnet and the Blue Jays and also from ESPN. Just wanted to say congratulations on episode 1000 of Tall Can Audio. You do a great job on this podcast. Great questions. I do a lot of these and have always enjoyed uh, coming on your show and enjoy the craft beer conversation that we have as well. Continued success and hope you've got a thousand more in you. Hey everybody, Andrew Stoughton here from the Batflip.ca and my weird Twitter feed. I just wanted to say congratulations to Matt on a thousand episodes. Congratulations to Tall Can Audio. You did it. Hell yeah, buddy. Uh, an incredible milestone, one I one day hope to reach with one of my many podcasts and, uh, and never have and perhaps never will. Uh, so keep it, uh, keep it going, man. It's been a great ride. Uh, and remember, you never, ever want Trevor Richards to be your Trevor Richards. TCA to Macau off the ball, dude, from Sportsnet. Wow. Tall Can Audio, 1,000 episodes. 1,000. I was forced to listen to one, and I, and I think you <laughs> need better guests. I'm kidding. Honestly, I've listened to, like, at least three episodes. Uh, here's to 1,000, boys. Really appreciate the time and effort, and here's to 1,000 more. Cheers. Salud. <laughs> Hey there, it's TSN Hockey Insider Bob McKenzie, and I just wanted to stop by to give a big shout-out to Matt and the entire Tall Can Audio crew. From myself, Bobby Margarita, on reaching episode 1000 of the Tall Can Audio podcast. That is absolutely fantastic. You guys have done a great job. Matt, fantastic. Love appearing on the show. Can't wait to do it again. And for everybody else that supports Matt and makes it a reality, a thousand episodes, that's amazing. So, a thousand pods, a thousand pints for you guys, and, well, I'll take care of the thousand Bobby Margaritas. So all the best, Matt. All the best, TCA crew. You guys are, keep on rocking on, and I can't wait to be on the pod again. Take care. All the best. Hello, everybody. I'm Lucas Bird, and I'm Lion Bird. 
uh, from the Lucas and Ryan show. Uh, we're here to, to congrats on their 1,000th episode uh, coming out on August 8th. Please enjoy. And um, the Lucas and Ryan show is better than our book. Yeah, so the Lucas and Ryan show is way better than the Mac show. Goodbye. That's the last friend. That's where we start to wind this one down as uh, as we have hit 1,000 episodes of the Talkin' Audio Podcast. Look, we all agreed before we come in here, no navel-gazing, no, uh, let's just acknowledge that uh, it's been a hell of a ride, been a hell of a run. A lot of people uh, contributed a lot of time and effort. Appreciate all of it. Um, and uh, hope everyone listening has enjoyed it along the way as well. I want to navel gaze for one minute if I can. And just shout out you guys, forget it. Like, you got to a thousand episodes. It's a lot of work. We, we got to a thousand episodes. And I, yeah. but like, okay, I was I a mean, small part of it. her. That's but like, <laughs> yeah. you guys have done most of the work. And and I just like, you know, shout out, to, uh, thank you for letting me be a part of it, obviously. Um, but like, it is a huge accomplishment for you, and you should be very proud. And I know that there's a lot of people involved, and you're very modest, and you're going to pass the, the the buck on to them. And I know that everyone I'm in not. this room has been involved. <laughs> but, you know, just shout out to, to, to you guys for, for being as consistent. You don't get to a thousand episodes without being A, good, and B, consistent, and congratulations. Michaela Schreider, report card. Contributes in class, but does not follow instructions. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, never known for that. To be fair, if I can just like pull back the curtain, I was not included on that email. So I you didn't. You absolutely get, were nope, included. I in did that. not get those instructions. And if they did, if so I was, they man. went to my trash, which should tell you which, how which I view your emails. All the listen for this podcast. It's like horseshit. What about that guy? The afterbirth. Yeah. We have to. The afterbirth. Holy shit. Well, listen. If Michaela got to do that, I do too. I'm shutting everybody. Down. Yeah. Listen, buddy, this hey, has been no, a no, terrible no, no, idea. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Let and, it, guys, and really, we are so far over time. I know, but it comes I mean, that down was to, 45 minutes ago. Yeah, we were over time. You're going to cut Fair. down. You're going to cut out the whole middle section while Maddie was peeing. It's totally fine. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's worth noting that it wasn't until Michaela came on the show that we all got to be one of Ottawa's top podcasts so huge a little uh, huge that's yeah. huge yeah so, so that. to me that's the that, huge that's all there's that, some hate listens right there yeah exactly <laughs> so we don't really care about what matt's done thank no. you michaela for all that you've done you're welcome perfect nailed it listen buddy hey i don't care <laughs> i honestly don't care I, I've I've known you long I enough. I, love, I literally don't care. It, so you <laughs> knew we weren't going to do it. Yeah, I I've known you too long to give a shit. Um, <laughs> congratulations. No, no, no. Honestly, the four of no, us no, have no, 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 no. I thought he was talking honest, to me though, not you. Well, that would be fine. I'm definitely not talking to Rob. <laughs> but congratulations, because even if you know, call it a team, call it whatever, whatever you want to call this, we're a but, team. Team. Sorry, that's my best period. It comes from you organizing it, and that takes time, that takes effort, that takes skill, that takes attention to detail. And I know that's not coming from Rob, ever. <laughs> oh, that's Rob, a, okay. Rob that's a lie. Listen, Rob. I give Rob a lot of shit, but I know he's got attention to detail because he works at a library. So the Dewey Decimal System is alive and well <laughs> somewhere. Is it everybody in the world? cool if I just go out in the dining room? You guys can finish this up however you want. We're just gonna talk about how great just, Matt is. Yeah, and listen, Matt hates this. I've known Matt for that. God going on like seventeen years or fifteen something Aww. like that years. Aww. Uh that's the same awe you gave when someone yeah. had to date me. 
<laughs> We're still working on that one, buddy. But uh, listen, man, yeah, this is uh, this is something I'm I'm proud of you for doing this. I'm proud of you for jumping in. I'm proud of you for carrying through. I'm proud of where you've gotten to. Um, I'm happy to be a part of it. I'm happy that you call me sometimes and say, "Hey, uh, Michaela those. can't be on today. Can you fill in?" <laughs> and I go. Uh, it's more okay. like <laughs> it's more like the Leafs were just eliminated again. Can you mourn with me? Yeah. Nah. I mean, good people do good things. Uh, proud number one for you to be my friend, and really proud of what you've done here, buddy. That's so beautiful. I appreciate all four of you. Nope. Even though you all secretly hate us right now, I'm a, I'm <laughs> a little, I'm us, I'm a little so annoyed with each of you right now, but I appreciate all of you and uh, and the fact that that you keep doing it and uh, and that we have kept this going together. And uh, yeah. We'll Here's go to a thousand more and uh, more than a thousand more beers. Let's be honest. I'm going to have uh, to find that uh, athletic brewing company you were talking about. If we yeah, we another need thousand we, of these. We got to save our livers. Yeah. <laughs> that is episode 1000 of the Tall Can Audio Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. As we wrap up, I just want to mention once more, say thank you to everyone whose voice you heard on this show whether it be the three great hosts we had in studio here with me today or any of the other guests and friends of the show that uh, took the time to send something in to be part of this. If you heard their voice on this show, it absolutely means they are a friend of Tall Can Audio. We appreciate what you've done, the number of times that you have guested here, given up your uh, your time to come and have a pint with us. Um, you are absolutely a friend of the Tall Can Audio podcast, and I will absolutely come knocking again. You can bet your bottom dollar on that. It's been a crazy seven years. It was a pleasure to get to meet all of these awesome people along the way. Um, we have recorded episodes of this podcast in trains, in planes, in hotels, in bars, in classrooms, in backyards, on the dock at my family cottage. This show has been absolutely everywhere over the last seven years. But honestly, if we're going to be real here for just a second, the last two years has been where this show has adapted and changed and evolved the most. It had to. We all had to. The last two years has been incredibly difficult for everybody. And any time any one of you took a second to send in a message and just say, hey, I enjoyed that, hey, that helped a little, whether it was on your commute, whether it was your drive to the cottage, while it was passing a work day, just hanging out, doing yard work, or just having a beer, that's what makes this fun. It is amazing to hear from you guys. And it has felt incredible any time you've taken a second to just go, hey, that helped me out today. And... Every one of those messages has meant the world, and it goes both ways. Over the last two years, it hasn't been easy for anybody. We have all coped in our own way, and my way was to do this. I don't know what I do for the last two years if I don't have this to do. If I can't come in and talk to you people, call up one of the awesome friends of the show, occasionally, you know, when we were allowed to or able to get somebody here in studio to do it, that's been what has carried me through. So thank you so much to everyone who has stepped in to help do that. And thank you to each of you who has listened and uh, just know that you have helped us just as much as we have helped you. Hopefully we can return soon to some sense of normalcy. I know we are on the path to doing so and, and this will all feel just a little bit different, but I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. It's been a crazy ride to get here. It's taken a thousand episodes. And as I throw it all the way back to episode one and a reference that I made numerous times as we started this show and over the first couple de dozen episodes, that, my friends, is how I got to Memphis. Thank you so much. We will catch you all on the next one. I've proven who I am so many times The magnetic strips worn thin 
And each time I was someone else And everyone was taken in Sometimes you feel like you've lived too long Days drip slowly on the page You catch yourself Facing the cage I never knew what you all wanted So I gave you everything All that I could pillage All the spells that I could sing It's as if the thing were written In the constitution of the age Sooner or later You'll wind up pacing the cage Thanks for listening to TCA 1000. Sometimes the best map will not guide you. Can't see what's round the bend Sometimes the road leads through dark places Sometimes the darkness is your friend Today these eyes scan bleached out land For the coming of the outbound stage Facing the cage Facing the cage